The book was better. <laughs> it seems like it's not synced up, but you're, it will be when I promise. <laughs> oh, Welcome, you. everybody, to another episode of The Book Was Better podcast. I am Kaylee Clark. I'm Taylor Collette. And today we are joined by our special guest host, Holly Kendall, who is one of my best friends. Say hi, Holly. Hello, hello. <laughs> Um, I met Holly in college uh, my freshman year, and we've been just super close ever since. And because today we are talking about The Host, um, that's a a book that that Holly is very passionate about. (laughs) So (laughs) we we figured what better episode to to have her join us on. Um, Something that for those of you who listen to us, you know that we're big fans of We Ship It podcast. Um, and one of the things that they do is they frequently have, you know, guest hosts come on that aren't necessarily other podcasters, but are just like friends and family members. And we really like that. And so it's something that we are going to be dabbling more in going forward. Um, so, yes, so we've got Holly joining us today. And then announcement wise, Taylor, uh, the only one I can think of is that the uh, Harry Potter giveaway winners have been announced, right? That is one. I have like three others. <laughs> Woo, okay, keep going. More announcements. <laughs> um, so based, yeah, off of that, the Hogwarts Bound collection um, available over at Teak Designs, uh, T-E-A-C Designs, which is my online store. Um, the Hogwarts Bound collection is just a collection that Kaylee and I kind of co-created, and it is available uh, now uh, for purchase. So if you want to get anything um, for Christmas, I would highly encourage you go buy it by the end of this week because shipping is not <laughs> guaranteed <Go> buy it <laughs> today. <laughs> honestly um but it's also great for new year's um especially with the harry potter reunion airing on uh, new year's day get yourself some merch to celebrate that so you can go check that out also the end of the year is nigh and we need to post our next calendar oh right yeah <laughs> Please send us your recommend what you want us to do. <laughs> yes, we are going to release a um, good catch day. <laughs> yes, the calendar for the first three months. So January, February, March of 2022. Crazy. Uh, so we it still are feels like need... it's 2020 to me. Like, yeah, weird. <laughs> <laughs> we're just in an endless loop of 2020. So uh, we just want to know what you want us to talk about. So go over to our Instagram or Facebook, Twitter, literally wherever you do your social mediaing and let us know what you want us to cover. Is that all your announcements? And yeah. Yeah, I think okay. so. <laughs> we will make a post on our social media um, as like a really easy way to submit suggestions for what you want included on the next reading calendar. Um, but you could also always, you know, slide into those DMs or shoot us an email to tbwbpodcast at gmail.com. So. Um, I feel like I need to say more things about Holly. I, didn't, I feel like I didn't give a very just, good it's introduction. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, she's qualified like I am to talk about literature because she's a high school English teacher. <laughs> yes. So, and she 
yeah. So she's qualified. I, I, granted, anybody's qualified to talk about books. I'm not saying that. You, okay. You well, aren't let's see. You um, but. I, I've read this book probably eight plus times. Okay. There, there we go. go. See, there you she's, go. She's the. I she's really the pro. like this book. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to my um, thoughts in the movies in a little bit, but uh, yeah. So she's she's. She did not study English in college. Just, no. So th that's not how we met, even though we both I we both ended up in the English <laughs> world. But um, we just met. We both worked at a creamery at the BYU creamery that we, we met our freshman year working. And then Taylor worked at the creamery eventually, too. So we've all really? worked at the BYU creamery. She worked yep. in the grocery area. Well, I was a we cashier in the grill and restaurant area. Oh, I did yeah. grocery for my last little bit. And then Taylor yeah. and I were roommates. I was going to say, we also lived together because Kaylee <laughs> ditched and us. <laughs> and then and Kaylee left. No, Kaylee <laughs> went off and got married. I got married. Agreeing to live with Holly. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, come live. Because so after, so in college, um, my freshman year, I lived on campus in the dorms and so did Holly. Yeah. So we would hang out all the time and like we worked the same exact schedule. So we worked together every time. And then our sophomore year, we both moved off campus and uh, th that was Taylor's freshman year. And Taylor and I lived together um, with some other girls and Holly lived with some other girls. And then we, but we talked about like, okay, well next year you should come live with us. Like Taylor and I telling this to Holly. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't realize that I would get engaged and <laughs> get married before that would happen. So they then lived together yeah. and I moved in with my, my husband and I found a really tiny, real crappy apartment to live in. So College living. Woo! It was so much fun. Um, but yeah, so this this episode should be lots of fun. We're still going to each do three. So when we the only other time we've had guest hosts was when we talked about the Great Gatsby with We Ship It podcast. But there were four of us. And so we, you know, minimized it down to only two grievances each. I felt like doing three each still wouldn't be the end of the world. So we're still doing three each. This oh, episode gonna, might get a little long. We're going to. Yeah, it. I was like, we're going to try to, you know, not ramble too long. Also, because I'm in my car, so my computer will eventually die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, the joys of living in a single room apartment. <laughs> yes. My husband has some friends over, so I'm recording in the car today. So. So we might hear some, yeah, some it, just weird <laughs> ambient noises. <laughs> audio today is going to be, I'm like literally holding my microphone. So apologies in advance if my audio is garbage. It's fine. Fix it in post. Yes. <laughs> okay. So with that thought in mind of not making this too long, um, <laughs> let me dive in and jump into my my little spiel, my little pre-grievance spiel. Uh, so today we are talking about Stephanie Myers, the host. The movie came out in 2013, mm -hmm. and the book was published in, I believe, 2004. I'm double-checking that because I made it up. Nope, 2008. Way <laughs> off. For some reason, I thought that this book was written before the Twilight series, but it wasn't. It was kind of written in the middle of her writing. It was the written Twilight in the series, middle, huh? which was really weird. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, 
I bet her publishers for the Twilight series were not pleased about that. Like, hey, maybe finish one thing before you start another. But anyway, we're not here to judge her for that. We're here Pretty to judge her for around. other things. We can judge her for <laughs> other things in the Twilight series, but we're talking about a different thing here. So uh, 2018 to 2018. Good Lord. OK, 2008 to 2013. <laughs> it's not that big of a time jump. So um, I feel like, you know, Twilight did really well. And so I feel like it didn't take long for them to pick up another one of her books and turn it into a movie. So the host movie the director and the screenplay writer is the same guy. His name is Andrew Nicole or Nickel. I don't know. It's not spelled like how you'd think. So I'm just making that up. I think it could is be. Is it N-I-C-H-O-L? It's N-I-C-C-O-L. Nicole. So it sound, I feel like it's Italian, but I don't know. Um, and he's apparently like. Like renowned for I was looking at some of the other stuff he did. What else did he do? He was the director for the Truman show. Mm -hmm. Oh. Um, yeah, no, he was like really well known. He did some good stuff. And he also did Gattaca, I think. Yeah, I'm looking. So like you'd think like, oh wow, this guy, you know, has done some amazing things in Hollywood. He he should be able to do a really good job. And then he also did the screenplay. And we've mentioned this before, Taylor, about how when the director and the screenplay writer are the same person, the movie is either really, really, really great or really bad. Yep. Because, like, the vision lines up really well or there's nobody to stop the bad ideas. <laughs> like, yep. you know, there's nobody to, like, put them in check. So... Take that how you will. <laughs> um, the music, the original music for this movie was done by Antonio Pinto. Uh, we never have issues with the music. The music no. in this movie was good. Eh, it's fine. It's, it's ne never can complain. And then casting was done by Mindy Marin. And um, I have mm. a bone to pick with her, and mm. I'll get to that later. So, <laughs> so um, that's our little starting lineup here um brief synopsis off the top of my head we love these right uh because i don't just read the actual description so who knows what i'm gonna say <laughs> so the host is set up in a future world where earth has been taken over by an alien species which we just kind of refer to as souls and they inhabit human bodies but our minds are like erased and replaced with the souls. And um, for all intents and purposes that I can tell, souls are basically immortal. And so they can live like multiple lives on multiple worlds. And so they've already invaded and taken over a ton of other worlds and quote unquote perfected them. And now they're trying to perfect Earth. However, the human body that Wanderer, who is the soul whose perspective the story comes from, um, the human body that she inhabits, the original mind, Melanie, is not so willing to give up her body as I'd hope we'd all would be, right? Like, <laughs> yes. Um, and chaos ensues and they end up kind of becoming friends in this same body and they run off to find the rest of Melanie's human friends and boyfriend. So, and there's a love square, love triangle, triangle. nonsense. 
Triangle it's a square. square. It's a square. It's a weird square. It's, it's a, square a weird square if you count it's only Wander one body. and Melanie is two people. That's that's valid. <laughs> it's interesting. And it's all um, sorts of confusing. Really, it, I mean, I really like the storyline. I, mm-hmm. I think it's really unique. And I thought it was a really clever idea on Stephanie Meyer's part. We are about to talk about how the movie <laughs> took that and tried to portray it on the screen and our thoughts about that. So because Holly is our guest, we are going to have her go first. And then I think it's me and then you, Taylor. Sure. I think you went first last time, didn't you? When we talked about whatever it's called. Fantastic (laughs) Mr. Fox. (laughs) Yeah, I think I went first. Yeah. So it'll go Holly, me, then you. Cool. So, Holly, take us away with your number three grievance. As a reminder to everyone, we start with the, the thing that bugs us the least and then get progressively worse. So <laughs> Yes. Well, let me start out with saying that I remember going in to see this movie in the theater because I was so excited that they made a movie after the book because it is one of my favorite books. And I vividly remember walking out of the theater extremely angry. <laughs> <laughs> And yep, it was it is not good. So preface, um, I texted Kaylee a couple of days ago and I told her I had 20 grievances, but I had to narrow it down to three. <laughs> so <laughs> I picked my top three. So let's see. I'll start with number three. Um, so my third one takes place kind of towards, I don't know, I think we're a good fourth of the way into the book and Wanderer slash Melanie have gone off to try and find the colony of humans that she was seeking out with her brother, Jamie, and her boyfriendish man, Jared. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It wasn't really. I don't know if it was official or not. They were confusing. It was like, we should love each other, but it's weird, but it's not. So I don't know. Her boyfriend thing. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> Accurate. So um, they'd made their way through the desert because she had this just like an outline of mountain like in her brain to follow. That's all Melanie would really give her slash. That's all she really knew because she'd never actually been to the location. It's just based on some like map or story or something her uncle had told her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so she she's out there. She ends up getting found by her uncle because she passes out because she's hasn't had water and food for a couple days. I want to say three or four. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, I'm, I'm going on too long, but he takes her back to the colony and she's um, blindfolded. Now, in the book, she is put into she describes the wall as like um, Swiss cheese. And there are a lot of holes in the wall because this is where a volcano used to um, be. So It's like a lava rock cave. Yeah, it's like lava rock. And she was supposed to have been inside this hole that she says she can barely sit up in. Like she's almost hunched over And she's like their prisoner in a sense. Jeb didn't really treat her that way, but the others did. But she's supposed to be in this hole in the wall for like a week or two before she even is allowed to go out and see anybody else. But in the movie, he just walks her right through the whole colony (laughs) and people are looking at her and she and her like cell, I think is what they call it, is like this ginormous room yeah, where she can like look up and speak to Jamie in like a hole in the ceiling. And I'm like, what? I was I was not I was not happy about it because like 
I don't know. Not that I want somebody to be in a very uncomfortable situation for that long, but like she, that was her first experience with the humans. And like, she did a lot of thinking and she was, you know, she got a little like wrecked by the walls. Cause she would like jump back in. Like it would, I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was a big enough part of the book where I was like, what are you doing walking this random person mm-hmm. and everybody's seeing her and they're not even supposed to see her for like weeks. So that was because my she's number three. She's not human anymore. Exactly. At that point. And yeah, I, I, I remember being mad about that too. The first time, like when I watched the movie, I was like, okay, what is happening? <laughs> like, because let's be real, like they do time jumps and time lapses, like all the time in TV shows and in movies where it's like, yeah, I get, you can't actually show like two weeks go by in a movie, but you can very easily like allude to like the fact that a lot of time has passed and, and could have implicated more. You can make it look because more. yeah, there's that was, I feel like that was a huge part of like Wanda wanderer who mm-hmm. then later gets referred to as Wanda, like her like inner battle of like, why did I decide to do this for Melanie? Like, why am I helping these like barbaric creatures? Because the whole book really like kind of battles around this, the, the question of like morality and like are humans naturally good or evil. And like, there's a lot of questioning and talking about that. So <laughs> that just gets removed. Yes. It was not an extreme enough first experience with the humans. In my opinion, she was, Yeah, it was too nice in the movie. I feel like they made a lot of things too nice in the movie. But. Yes. Okay, my number three, um, speci- what I wrote down specifically was just, meh, cast. So, <laughs> um, uh, and blah. Uh, I just, I didn't, so I didn't like, I didn't love, love the cast. So this is where I have issues. And this is why I said I had a bone to pick with Mindy Moran. Because I feel like, there was a lack of chemistry between like everyone. Everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Like it just in general. And it's weird because it's, it's not like I don't like those actors or actresses. Like I really like, um, uh, Saoirse Ronan and, um, like Max Irons. Like I've liked other things that I've seen him in. And I mean, I I can't think of any of the other actors off the top of my head. Jake Abel is who played Ian. I don't know. Um, there they they were fine. There were there were moments that were good, but but all in all, the cast really bugged me. So um, I felt like they they were awkward. I feel like they didn't capture the unique personalities of the characters the way the book did, and. I really, liked, the big thing was just the lack of chemistry. I liked the seeker chick. I don't remember her mm. name. She did the best job. But she didn't look right. She was supposed mm-hmm. to be super short, dark hair, short hair. She specifically said, I would cut my hair short because it pissed off so-and-so in my head. Like, she like she didn't look anything like it. So when I first saw her, I was like, that is not what you're supposed to look like. But I feel but. like she captured the essence the best yeah. out of all of them. Yeah. Diane Kruger is the name of the actress who played the seeker. There you like go. The main seeker that chased after them. Yes. And I feel like she did the 
I don't know. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna talk about Seekers later too. So it's just. <laughs> eh. But yeah, yeah. This, the casting was not my favorite. I feel like on their own merits, yeah, like they're they're good actors, but together in this movie, it just didn't work. And yeah, I don't me. know. If it was just the the directions that they were given. Like, is it on the director? Was it on the casting? Was it a mix? Was it just a weird vibe on set? And so the actors just couldn't really get into it. Because, like, they're good actors. They've all done, like, really big roles and done a good job. So I just didn't get why they were all so weird. <laughs> they just okay. I'm going to get into it here in a second in my number three, but... <laughs> <laughs> cool well then get into it because that was all i had to say <laughs> yeah my my number three is pretty generic i just the movie was just awkward like it, it just it was just kind of awkward to watch i felt like i was like third wheeling half the time like they made it like <laughs> hey guess what Melanie and or Wanderer felt like they were third wheeling they half were third the time wheeling too. The whole so. Time too so. <laughs> so Taylor, yeah, you maybe were just... like fifth wheeling because, you know. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> it was a love square. So really you were a fifth wheel. <laughs> we have become like, a it pentagon. Was, <laughs> it was just awkward. And like there were legit moments where I was like, did they mean to edit this out? Like, <laughs> and they just forgot. <laughs> No, you should see the scenes that they did end up cutting because they're so bad. There's one with Wanderer and Ian and then with Jared. And it's just weird and it's just bad. And I just did not like it. And I was like, I'm glad this is a deleted scene because this is awkward. Yeah, (laughs) it's real awkward. Just, yep. <laughs> just overall vibe yeah. just didn't didn't get it. it was like, just, yeah, not a fan uh, of the awkward vibe of the entire movie. Like there is no breaks, just awkwardness. <laughs> so that's my number three. Okay, <laughs> okay that's nice all. Nice and simple. <laughs> <laughs> all right, halls number two. Okay, my number two. So this is mid-book, probably. And it has to do with when the humans have to go on raids. Mm. So in the book, it was very specific that they would leave, like, in the middle of the night when it was super dark, so they're not seen. Um, It was just kind of expected. And, like, I think, well, there were a couple places in the book where you read about them going on raids, and it's at night. And, like, it's Mm -hmm. because the... The hosts are off doing something. They can go into the homes. They can take things. Um, But in the movie, they show them raiding in broad daylight in the middle, like sun out. They're just driving on the highway. With tons of other. Yeah, like with tons of. And it's like it was ridiculous. It, It got to the point where they were having like a shootout. And I'm like, what is happening? Like they, we, no, they, they were so trying to be under the radar. This would never happen. And, and then it even got to the point where like they kept saying over and over again, like we can't get caught. Like that was their motto. Like, um, like don't get caught basically. So two of the dry, like two of the people in a van end up committing suicide by ramming into a wall so that they're not caught. And I'm like, why did we have to add any of this? Like yeah. it just, it was so off. And For I, the drama. I, well, to, yes. It was just so bad. I'm like, they they don't con- like they don't make contact with these people. They're not trying to draw attention to themselves. 
And then it's almost like, okay, well, there were two vans, and so if they would have followed the other one successfully, you would have led them back to where you're going. Like, it was yeah. just, it It was so frustrating. I was so like, like no. why would you go out in broad day? Like, like you just yes. wouldn't. No, no, it makes because, no sense. And that was a big thing. That was a big thing in the book. They had to go at night. They had to leave at night. It was always raiding in and the night. And you had to return by morning, and there was, you know, time limits, and only move at night. Like, if you're going far enough away that you can't make it back in one day kind of thing it was like you lay low during the day and then you travel at night when there's nobody out exactly it reduces your chances of getting seen and caught and i mean that's not not even just when you know the world has been taken over by an alien race that's just like common sense when you're dealing with other humans <laughs> like, <laughs> like but but yeah you don't that... commit crimes in broad daylight you just no, don't do it <laughs> you don't but they decided to throw that in the movie and i was like well that was nope no, I remember watching this movie for the first time and also thinking that was really dumb. And then um, I think that was one of the ra- it was like one of the first raids or whatever that Wanderer goes on with Jared and Jared's all like, they're driving too fast. They're going to get caught. And then it's like, oh, the Seeker saw them. Like, <laughs> it was really annoying. But Oh, no. Did we lose Holly? We lost her. Huh? Holly, come back. Sorry about that, everybody. My laptop just decided to freeze. Just, you know, <laughs> that's it. We're done. <laughs> I couldn't cool. help couldn't press anything. Screen was frozen. It's great. It's fine. And we were all worried about Taylor getting cut out. Yeah, right. <laughs> car's car's doing, doing fine by yeah, you. Yeah, car situation's working out real well. Any final thoughts? Halls? No, that, that I think that was... That was it. Just frustrating that they're in they're out there in the middle of the day shooting at everybody, ramming okay. into walls. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, okay. Well, in some regards, that kind of leads into my number two, which is about the seekers in the movie. Because, like, in general, the book makes it really clear that just overall and in general the souls like this species this alien species of souls their emotions aren't as heightened and aren't as crazy as human emotions they're generally first of all they don't lie like they just don't they're honest and they like don't work for money and they don't buy things with money it's just like everybody does things for the greater good of the community. And that's so they each have their, you know, quote unquote job just to help progress the community. But then because nobody lies and everybody is like honest to a fault, you don't have to worry about stealing and you don't have to worry about lying. And, you know, you go to just grab what you need and they only grab what they need from grocery stores and blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and that, that mindset also applies to the seekers in the books. Like, yes, they are, the police force, so to speak, of this species of souls. But they don't run around with guns. They're not gunslinging, you know, psychopaths. Like they are shown as in the movie. They're not inherently angry or mean. They're just doing what they honestly believe is best for society as a whole and and the book makes it very clear that these souls think that they're actually helping humanity by taking over because there's no more crime now there's no more murder there's no more of any of these things 
because they've taken over humanity, basically, and have perfected it like they have other worlds. And so the seekers that are shown very often in the movie are just so much more. I think like how cops in our world are actually shown or or like seen by a lot of people, Mm -hmm. which isn't accurate at all. Like while the seeker job position is the most comparable to a police officer, they aren't the same in a lot of ways. No, And I felt like, especially the main seeker in the movie, like, yeah, even in the book, she was probably more extreme than most other seekers and some of that you know the human emotion of the body like of her host got to her and made her more extreme than she normally would be but it was still just taken to such like crazy levels in the movie that while i was watching it i was just like what are these seekers doing this is not like this is not how it is in the book at all and um it bothered me well, a and lot, there, so there weren't really other seekers that were like it was only in the very beginning, maybe, like when they first found Melanie. Mm-hmm. And then like after that, it was just Melanie Seeker that we would really hear from. Mm-hmm. And it was usually just her on her own trying to get stuff out of like Wander. And like, yeah, that was that was it. There weren't like a mass amount of Seekers. Because there shouldn't need to be because it's a quote unquote perfect society. Yeah, I definitely think yeah. that the film added a lot of not only a lot of seekers, but a lot of focus on the seekers because they wanted it to be more of like a dramatic movie. Yeah. Rather than it just being a cool sci-fi about like this cool concept. They were like, well, it's not near dramatic enough. Mm. So let's add a car chase and let's add a bunch (laughs) of cops. A bunch of stormtroopers. Like, (laughs) essentially. I mean... Come on. They're basically stormtroopers. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's my number two. That's all mm. it is. It's the Seekers kind of in general bothered me. So. <laughs> um. OK, my number two. And we have kind of talked about this in a few past episodes where it, like the first person versus third person mm-hmm. trying to adapt a first person book into a like third person movie. And, you know, it's tough. It's tough. But, boy, howdy, did I hate the way they did it in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like. I feel like a lot of people would agree with you on that one. (laughs) It's so awkward. And, as I already talked about, and bad. And, like, Wanderer looks crazy because they have her talk out loud. So -hmm. she's just walking around talking to herself, looking like a crazy person. And then because that's not how you would talk, right? Like it would be internal. All of it's internal between Melanie and Wanda. Like it's not like, oh, no. Now did we lose Taylor? Oh, no. No, no. I have her. I don't. Oh, there we go. Oh, We're she's back. back. OK. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like, you know, like in the book or like ever. It's like Wanda talks out loud and Melanie responds in there. Like, no, it's they're all in the head. It's all, it's all in the all head. In the head. But because it's the same voice doing it and they couldn't think of any other way to do it. They're like, well, if she's talking out loud, then it's Wanderer. If you only hear a voiceover, then it's Melanie. Just do a different voice for Wanderer inside her head. Like Wanderer's actual voice, you know. Or they could have had like this mind palace kind of situation 
where they have like you like almost see inside the mind and you see the two of them like there's a lot of different ways they could have done it and I just hated the way that they chose to do it also the way they make Melanie's voice like echoey like weird almost digital like it was really over edited and I didn't like that either (laughs) so that really detracted from the movie because like half of the book is these interactions and that's like monologue yeah the main part of the storyline is Melanie and Wanderer kind of like overcoming their differences and coming together and that's like the big thing and the movie makes it so hard to appreciate that because it's just so awkward and so bad (laughs) continuing the awkwardness from your first point (laughs) yeah and then they had to cut out most of the dialogue because it is so bad and they probably knew it wasn't great so they're like we'll just not have them talk that much and you're like that's the whole point of the story You're like, so, we need that. Yeah, I'm like, that's what progresses the story along is them kind of coming to terms and going back and forth. No, it's just, uh, it was so bad. Yeah, you didn't yeah. see like the progression of the relationship like you should have. No, it was mm-hmm. kind of, they just kind of like reached a point and we're like, all right, we're going to work together now. Hey, yeah. we're now, yeah. we're now, we're now kind of skirting past the line into what my number one point is sorry sorry (laughs) which is talking about wanderer and melanie's relationship sorry but (laughs) the voiceover doesn't work don't like it that's it that's my number two there you go (laughs) honorable mentions oh yes i'll i'll say i just have a, a couple just because you guys talked about what were you know other points that were in my list but um i didn't like how futuristic they made it because while it is in the future it was it they made a huge point about how when these souls take over different worlds they continue to use the technology yeah they don't change anything like they don't change anything so it's not like they'd suddenly be wearing these weird like stark white outfits and all look like these weird clone people Mm -hmm. they continued to wear human fashion and they continued to use human technology the only like futuristic you know out of this world kind of thing that they brought with them was medicine like that's the only thing that's ever like touched on in the book that is advanced and like non-human that they use but like the movie just decided to take lots of liberties there to make they it. They wanted it to be futuristic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also just in general, I feel like this kind of is connected to a lot of the things that we have said is I feel like the movie had too much action and not enough story. Mm-hmm. Like they just focus so much on. Oh, car chase. Oh, gunfight. Oh, Let's throw a bunch of more seekers in it. Let's let's jump from, you know, the humans back to the seekers for a second. Let's just just to try and add all this action and more drama that the story itself and the storyline got really lost. Mm -hmm. So um, and then also I have some issues with the way that they portrayed Ian and his, you know, idea shift from 
you bad non-humans to, oh, I've fallen in love with one of these alien people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. The, so. the romance in general was just. <laughs> That's it. So I those, just, those, I'm just going to laugh. My honorable yeah. mentions. Wait a second. I'm kind of confused. Honorable mention. Isn't this supposed to be like good things? No, we just sometimes mention good things on honorable mentions. <laughs> it could be good things. I was like, like, I'm, like for listening example. And I'm like, wait, what's the good part of this? For no. example, it's the just music stuff was didn't good. Make the oh, other. Uh, here's an honorable mention that's not negative. Understood. I mm. always like child actors and Jamie was real cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was I a cast member I didn't have qualms with. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really have issues with uh, Jeb. I feel like he did decent. Okay, yeah, no, he did. He did a good mm. job too. You know, anyone that wasn't Ernest. a young adult. <laughs> <laughs> All the young adults <laughs> sucked. Okay. Uh, um, I was going to just mention the the makeup when uh, she jumps out the window and stuff. That was pretty well done. And oh, I yeah. liked the I liked Except the. Except she was supposed to jump down an elevator uh, shaft, yeah, not I a know. window. <laughs> oh no, that was my first comment watching that thing too. I was like, Brad, she's supposed to go down an elevator shaft. He goes, Holly, it's the same. I'm like, no, it's not the same thing. It's not the same. <laughs> it's really not. But um, yeah, I thought, and I liked the the cool medicine thing. I thought that it was kind of fun. It was kind of you know. It looked like perfume. It did. Yeah, it I was like, like, the like spray a was a little weird. <laughs> it's like try the new. Cologne. It also heals your skin. <laughs> I was thinking it was did like magic Lysol. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, but did you guys notice that there's supposed to be like four different medicines that she applies to Jamie and they just do one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Simple. Simple. That was there's there's an honorable mention. I'm looking at my list of 20 things yeah. trying to like <laughs> narrow. I don't want to take your guys as number one because there was one that really bugged me. So I'll hold off. But I couldn't fit it, it into my top probably three. It is probably because there was one thing that really bothered me that I didn't include because I wanted to leave something for Taylor to talk okay. about. Okay. And it's probably her number By one. the way, I guess, <laughs> I mean, we mentioned this, I think, in last episode when we were talking about doing this episode. This was my first time reading the book and watching the movie. Oh. Yeah, this yeah. was a new experience for me. So. Well, that's just makes it even better. Yeah. So I'm like, I really... It was just so, all new. Well, we're like very irked and annoyed by things <laughs> because we we read the book before we even knew there would ever be a potential for a movie. Yeah. Taylor's I'm only ever like... read it knowing the movie existed. <laughs> yeah. Well, and side note, this is this is going to be hilarious. And Kaylee is going to be able to uh, relate to this. Um, I read this back when I was in high school. My sophomore <laughs> slash junior year. <laughs> so, yes, yes. Kaylee and I have a very special relationship in that we both dated Jared's in high school. Oh, and geez. so I had this like, I really liked this book because I felt like the I related to it in a Jared. sense. Yeah. Yep. 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 No, so Micah that. is the reason my, my other best friend's name is Micah. And, um, she is the reason I ever read this book in the first, like she read it first and then she lent me her copy of it in high school mm -hmm. and she was all like, don't, hey, you know who the love interest name is? And of course in high school I got a huge kick out of that. Yes. And my husband's name is Derek, everybody. I did not marry that boy. <laughs> I, I, I did not marry that boy either. I married Brad, so. <laughs> so but anyways, that was also a funny thing for... 
first time reading it in high school happened to line up with who I was currently dating. So, yes. Just... And you know how teenage girl minds work. You know how well, that would just give that you extra butterflies. <laughs> I think that that also was part of this being a very interesting experience because I'm not in high school. I am, right. you mm-hmm. know, 26, married, like pretty established. And so it was very much like, oh, this is a this is a teen age kind of uh, vibe. A, a young adult novel. Yes, a young like adult novel it. for sure. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that I have that like nostalgia connection to it. So it did make me a bit yeah. more just like it's it's awkward in the book sometimes too, but <laughs> the movie was even more awkward. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, I mean I thought Well this, yeah, there there are some awkward things in the book, but but I feel like they're explained better in the book. I mean, it's like, more just yeah, a bunch of teenagers being awkward. Everybody throws a hissy fit and freaks out about the fact that, you know, when Jared and Melanie first meet, he kisses her and it's all like, oh my gosh, sexual assault, blah, blah, blah. You know, but it's like, when you think about it, like, Melanie has had her brother with her this whole time and had had her dad, too, mm. you know, for a while. She wasn't alone hiding and running away from this alien species, whereas Jared had been alone for years, not talking to or interacting or feeling affection. You know, like physical touch is like even just like hugs, holding hands, you know, like a smile, like those kinds of things are very impactful and important, I feel like, you know, to human. (laughs) We're getting real deep right now. And so it's like two years without any of thing, like any of that, like I would have re- overreacted probably too. I mean, I don't think I would have kissed her, but I probably would have hugged her at least. And, you know, also she's probably would have headbutted me as well. You know what I mean? Like it's, but into it's just the movie doesn't like portray that emotion as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it makes it just kind of awkward. And then later when they're like on the couch and she's like, you haven't kissed me since then. And it's like, no, stop. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> you have butted me. What do you want? <laughs> so back to let's loop back around. So Taylor, it is interesting that this is your first yes. time reading it. Yes. Because like for us, I feel like maybe we like it more because we had the nostalgia fact to it when we were younger. But dude, I tried reading the new Twilight book. The Midnight yeah. Sun. Kudos yeah. to you guys for getting through that. I tried reading it like six months ago. It was hard. Could not. I, I got a hundred pages in and I'm like, I'm done. But it like, was I got interesting through. to gain the other perspective because it, it was kind of funny just to see how like this 100 year old, 17 year old vampire still virgin. has <laughs> some immature high schooler yes. thoughts of like jealousy when she would just talk to other high school boys and stuff. And you're like, but wow, he really did stay like, 17 that whole time. But it was still kind of cringy. Yeah. yeah so no, I kind of related to Taylor and the fact that like being 27, almost 28, trying to write, trying to read Midnight Sun was rough. Yeah. So maybe for the host, it was a little more rough for you to read like it because the, you didn't like. The storyline so, yeah. was really interesting. Like, I really like the premise of the mm-hmm. story for sure. It was more just like the romance stuff is just i just kind of like 
you know, been like, okay, yeah, teen romance. But it's just like when we reread the Twilight series, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's a similar vibe. (laughs) Hunger Games wasn't as bad, though. No, Hunger Games is better written. Hunger Games still struggled in the sense of turning a first person book into a third person telling in a movie. I'm not talking about the movie, though. I'm just talking about the books in general. Okay, well, facts. So, yes, this was an interesting so. experience for me. Um, summing it all up. And yeah, I don't think so. I'm definitely I don't think I'm as passionate about this, but that's OK. You know, I'm here to represent the, the new ones. <laughs> those of you out there for who have do feel like ready when yet. you look at Stephanie Meyer's like collection or whatever you want to call it her repertoire most people have read the twilight series right yeah yeah by mm-hmm. far that is her most well-known work oh yeah but i think after that it is then the host mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there's still i feel like a good chunk of people who have read twilight they know who stephanie meyer is but they have not read the host like me and yeah, and so I, I don't think you're alone in that position. No, no, no. So no. especially I, I, I think because be I think because the host came out mid Twilight craze, I think a lot people of people still didn't want to like read this other book. And that's kind of how I was. I was like, I don't want to like read this other book written by her before I finish the Twilight series. I mean, out. that was me. I I finished well, except I didn't because we all know that you Breaking Dawn actually. I thought was so bad. I never yeah. actually finished it until we reread it for this show. Yeah. But That's great. I did. I because I'm pretty sure that she wrote the host in between New Moon and Eclipse. It could have been in between Eclipse and Breaking Dawn. But I remember trying to finish the trying to finish the Twilight series before I read this one. I do remember that. Yeah. And I think by the time I finished the Twilight series, I was like, no more Stephanie Meyer for a while. <laughs> But I feel like the writing style and just the way that this oh, yeah, book is written in general was is just better. It's better for sure. Yes. But I didn't I didn't want to risk it. Not that we're supposed to be talking about the book compared to other <laughs> books right now, but that's kind but of what we my are, mind just we're went. here now. We're here and now. And then if you want to go a step further than the host, you have to go read The Chemist, and that one's even better. There's less yeah. weird romance stuff in that one. Mm-hmm. The Chemist is good too. That's another one, Taylor. That's another that Stephanie Meyer. Read. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hold on. My husband's bringing me my power cord oh, for my cool. computer. As they get more <laughs> and more. As they get more and more sophisticated and mature and less typical young adult, they they do. They, I feel like they do perform a little bit worse. But yeah. Cool beans. Amy, I, I, I think we need to keep going. <laughs> oh, with the... With the uh... We've got more to talk about. We're still only on honorable mentions technically here. So, um, so why don't you get into your... <laughs> what is that sound? <laughs> That's the converter. I forgot how loud it is. So we're going to see how long the computer can last. Before I have to plug it in. Because that's real like, loud. What on earth? <laughs> it sounds like a spaceship is landing. Yeah. Well, it's appropriate for no, we're talking about the host, everybody. It's fitting, but I mean so I have weird. I have forty six percent left. We should be good. We'll be You're fine. doing great. <laughs> I forgot how loud You're it was. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> 
Okay, let's get into our number ones. So Holly, take take us away with your final grievance. <sighs> this one was so hard. Like when when I realized this character was not in the movie, I was so angry. Um, his name is Walter. His he name was, is Walter. I don't know. I want to say he was in his seventies. Um, he was older. Edgar. <laughs> no, seriously. Like I, he, he was so pivotal in Wanderer's change and the way that she felt towards humans and the way she decided to like want to be amongst mm-hmm. them and to stay. Like he made a huge impact. And Walter was. Um, sorry if you haven't read it, but he he has cancer, and she just. A wanderer just finds this as like, wait, what? Like, you can't do anything to save him. And they're like, no, like, there's no cure for this. Like, and so he ends up passing away. And then um, in the very end of the book, when Wanda's trying to make a deal with Doc about, you know, being buried like she wants to die instead of being put into another body, because she doesn't want to keep doing that to the human race. She goes, I want to be buried with Walter. I want to be buried next to him. And so it's this it's this very big like shift in, like I said, just who Wanderer was and how she connected with the humans and the fact that she wanted to have like a human burial mm. to be with him. He just mm-hmm. he wasn't even in the movie at all. And I was just like, wait, 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 where did where is he? Are they waiting to introduce him? Never comes. And I was nope. just like, Ugh. I was so that by far was the biggest thing that I was like, uh, uh-uh, nope, nope, not okay. So yes, I could continue Seriously. going on about how angry I am, but I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I felt like it was almost they're like, you know, this movie we're trying to keep it like teen romance vibes, action adventure. We can't bring cancer into this. <laughs> can't bring a funeral. Oh. Can't bring death. <laughs> You know, normal human things. Yeah, that's too much of a bummer. I I really did feel like there was definitely that lack of, like, yeah, Wanderer had Melanie's relationships. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Jamie, because she was in her, his sister's body. Mm -hmm. And Jared, although reluctantly, (laughs) right? Like, (laughs) because it's like that's my girl, but you're not my girl. Is she still in there? Are you lying when you say she is like, but like total understandable. Right. But so she's kind of got like a weird relationship with, with Jared. And then she's got Ian who very quickly in the movie just goes straight to like romantic interests. After trying to choke her to death. No big deal. Yeah. No big deal. That's the norm. And it just that swap from hate to (laughs) hatred to love is just so jarring to me. Uh, but it's like, where, where is her? And I guess Jeb kind of fulfills it, but I don't feel like he does enough where, where's that like non-family relation on like just genuinely a friend to Wanda. Like, well, yeah, it's like to help not- her understand and get through this weird hecticness. Like the movie doesn't have that. And Walter, and that's like a pivotal character. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Walter. Mm. R.I.P. He needed to be in there. Yeah. And again, yeah, where it, it it calls upon again. Yeah, there's flaws to humanity, but. And and humanity ends, whereas, you know, souls don't 
for whatever reason and just live endless lives. But I just, I like seeing, I, while I like a story just for the story's sake, I do enjoy when they do bring to light like other things. And I do like social commentary in the things I read. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Once I don't know. an I English like... major, always an English <laughs> major. <laughs> I just feel like it would have helped people connect to the movie more. It would have mm -hmm. had like a personal tie if they would have had that relationship in there. Because, you know, a lot of people have suffered from losses with losing family members and friends to cancer. So I think it would have brought a real like a re like not a reality. It's like, what's the word I'm thinking of? But you know, it, it, I think it would, people would have liked the movie more mm -hmm. and you know, cause I liked the book because of that as well. So, well, I yeah, know. I think like it's this crazy phenomenon where you're like, even in this sci-fi futuristic crazy world, like there's still the realities of death and there's still and those sickness things you can't <laughs> erase. Like it's still, present and you still have to like address that even when everything else around you seems super crazy and yeah the mm. movie was just kind of like no nah, sci-fi futuristic crazy drama romance <laughs> <laughs> yes they were just Sorry, trying to really hit all my... those words <laughs> just hit all those words great job um so my number one as i mentioned kind of previously yes. is the relationship between Wanda and Melanie. Mm. So <laughs> if you all could see her face right now, it would just be that much better. Yeah. So we've already mentioned the annoying aspect of their relationship where Wanda talks out loud. It's so dumb. Time, which is just stupid. They could have done it like you. If any of you guys have seen the show, you like oh, he yeah. talks in his yeah. head. It's fine. It's anyways, inner monologues continue. are normal. Um, I feel like there was just a lot of voiceover narrative for, that like just explained away their relationship instead of actually like showing their relationship. Yeah. Not to mention, I feel like they really got like um, downplayed the impact Melanie has on Wanda, especially in the beginning. Mm hmm. I, 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 they don't accurately portray just how much control Melanie still had over her body. Like in the physical control, like like physical yeah. control, not just her voice popping up and I hate you. It's like, yeah, I'm still in here, you know, like just not just it's like physical control, like a lot of physical control. I wish I could um, hurt you. And you're like, no, nah, she can't. <laughs> like, no, she can. And she tried to and she did. <laughs> like, And which which just added a lot to the tensions that were really crazy high between them in the beginning, mm -hmm. which just goes to show. And, and it was also it's I mean, it kind of alluded at in the movie, but it's like very clearly like told to you in the book that like Melanie is using her her memories as like warfare against wanda yeah like, like she's throwing highly high like memories with like really 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 high emotions attached to them to throw wanda just through loop after loop to basically convince her to give her body back to melanie is the original goal mm -hmm. um, yeah. and and when that doesn't work initially then it becomes okay well we'll go together 
to find my, I need to know that my brother's okay. Like I need to know that they're safe kind of thing. And those high strung emotions really drove them in the beginning to go along the same route. Like they did not like each other in the beginning. Mm, no, they were not just like instant best friends. Um, and then they do end up becoming friends and liking each other more through this like crucible that is them trying to find the colony because that was tough. And then, you know, being stuck in solitude and Wanda, you know, trying to convince everybody that like, no, Melanie's still in here. And, and through the just kind of like atrocious things that happen yeah. in the beginning while they're at in the colony, it, it's a lot about, there's a lot of both Wanda learning more about humanity as well as Melanie learning more about like the soul's perspective and Wanderer's perspective and why she, you know, is the way she is and she believes the way she does. And then they form this friendship like maybe halfway through the book, you know, like it is yeah. time consuming. It takes a while. They're not. And, and the same kind of issue can be applied to Wanda's relationship with Ian, where it's like, this is not something that can happen so quickly. Like it just can't. You no. can't. She's an alien species that literally took over the world and wiped out humanity took over their bodies and like erased people's minds. Like, come on. Ian hated her. Like, mm -hmm. It's just so. And Melanie too, in the beginning hated her, hated her. It's like, this is my body. Get out. Like, and that kind of relationship, it doesn't change as quickly as it does in the movie. It's just so jarring. Yeah. It's yeah. very jarring. It's rushed. And it's not well done. And the flashbacks are done weirdly yep. to the point where it doesn't really help portray the right thing, I don't think. No, I agree. I just, and yeah, so there there were better ways yes. that they could have achieved having two characters be in the same body. There were better ways that they could have progressed and shown this relationship, um, which is the entirety of the story. Like, let's be real. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's that's literally it's so the, the fact that they couldn't <laughs> figure out how to do that well basically doomed this movie from yeah. the start yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. So <laughs> they just they needed to tie more emotions to the interactions between Melanie and Wanda. Like how you were saying, like she hated her, like she was throwing memories at her like fast. There was what and like mm -hmm. when you were reading it, she goes, one memory, the next memory, and that, like you could tell that Melanie was angry and she was like trying to throw. But like they don't even you could have done that in a movie. You could have done like shot for shot, jumping through memories quickly, like that's a thing, but And no. showing how overwhelming all of that emotion was mm -hmm. for Wanda. Yes. And yeah. So there were some really cool things they could have done, but they did not do any <laughs> of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's just I feel like I talked about this probably all the way back in the beginning, like over a year ago when we were doing Harry Potter, mm. just about how important it is for anybody involved in a film who's adapting a book into a film to, to read, read the book. <laughs> like, yeah, like the fact that like there were people, there were characters like actors in the Harry Potter series who did not read the books, like Dumbledore, yeah. the second Dumbledore, Ugh. not the first Dumbledore, didn't first read any Dumbledore of the books. The best. 
No wonder he, he was, was an awful Dumbledore. Like peace. he didn't read the books. He didn't know how Dumbledore was supposed to be kind of thing. Yep. So like similarly here, I feel like did the actors even bother reading the book? Like, Probably not. Do, Probably they, not. Andrew did the screenplay. You'd hope he had read the book to make the screenplay. But sometimes I wonder. Like <laughs> He definitely read it. I just don't know if he like took it in. Understood it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. True. But yeah, um, I'll end there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Taylor, let's see if your number one is the one I was thinking of. (laughs) Okay, so my number one, which is like a really big thing that I was the most just like when I watched the movie after reading the book, this was the one thing that really stood out to me was like, I really liked how they gave Wanderer all of this, like these this big past and she was like a teacher and her job was like Mm. to go to these worlds and to learn about them and then she would go and teach other like the other souls and the other worlds about the other worlds and like she was a teacher and she like loved learning and she liked experiencing these things and helping other people to understand them and I think that that was so critical to her character and the Mm -hmm. fact that she did like become friends with Melanie and like becomes like empathetic for her situation and the fact that she did like become like close to the humans because she side with the humans in the yes. end yeah. yes that too because that's kind of who she was she wanted to understand she wanted to learn and she wanted to be able to fully grasp and understand how humans worked and through that she became empathetic for them and became friends with them and then she also is better able to become friends with the humans because she teaches them and Mm -hmm. she is like hey let me share my knowledge with you (laughs) but they well and you get this grand history yeah it's really cool of her people and the other worlds that she's been to yeah and lived lives on and and how cool cool would it have been for them to like show that one of those like the one with the bear where they had to like tear into the back of his neck and hurry and make it put her friend in this huge like animal thing because the other body had been slashed in half and it was like this whole can you imagine like them trying to like portray that That there's your action (laughs) there's the action you were looking for the book was not without action scenes they just didn't pick those ones to include (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no continue to and so it was just kind of like a real bummer when they cut that out um just because i i that was like part of my favorite parts of the book. <laughs> the movie mm-hmm. was just like, forget that. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, well, I just and, think. And like, oh, go ahead. I just think it was a big part of Wanderer's character that totally got left out. And I just feel like you don't like Wanderer as much because of it. She kind of oh. just comes off as like. She's a brat. She annoying, just comes off yeah. as whiny and annoying. Whereas yeah. I feel like you really like her in the book and yeah. you as a human reading it feel that same kind of tension of like, well, this is Melanie's body. We like Melanie. We want Melanie to have her body. But like Wanda is not a bad quote unquote yeah, I don't want person. Wanda to die. Like, we like Wanda. Like, you know, like it's. Yeah. yeah but she's just because they the took that away. It just, yeah, it really just kind of left 
Wanderer Wanda as kind of this just weird protagonist, not protagonist character. It was, yeah. yeah. Narrator, kind of? <laughs> kind of. Loosely. And like what I was, what I was going to add to Taylor's is like, that's how she becomes friends with a lot of the people. She's telling these stories. Mm-hmm. And then as days go on, like people will ask her a question. People that normally wouldn't even address her because they're hearing these super interesting stories because she's really good at storytelling. And so that's like how she becomes more accepted is because yeah. people want to connect with her and ask about, well, what happened here? Or how was it on this world? And I mean, that was her. It's. That's how it's kind of cool know. to hear about these like mm-hmm. alien races because humans still are like humans at heart. We're still curious beings who always have these questions about what's out there. So we're exploring space for very similar reasons right now. <laughs> like, we want to know yeah. what's out there. Yeah. So there was that disconnect. Well, that was not what I was thinking of, but that was a very good point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was that was one that I want that I was like going to talk about, and then I was like, no, I can't take all the good points. Like I got to leave one for Taylor. Like <laughs> thanks. So what 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 one? Yeah, are you we'll thinking we'll of throw in an honorable mention here at the end. <laughs> well, like another could have been action scene is when they have that big soccer game. That brings them all together and they finally start to like get along and you see the boys interacting and like kind of because there was that tension between Kyle and Jared and Ian and blah, blah, blah. But like that game, they just kind of, you know, that's what kind of brought them out of their funks and their disagreements and they just kind of had a good time. So I kind of wanted to see the soccer game. I mean, maybe mm. that wasn't like a big thing, but you could have made that action. I mean, they could have done two Listen, minutes. I have mentioned, I have mentioned much, much smaller things as major. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was, I was mad they didn't have the soccer game in there. But hey man. Again, we won't go through all twenty of mine, but that was a big one. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. We do. Do you want to read? Um, Taylor, or do you want me to do it? We do have a fan faux pas. We won't mm. read a whole bunch because this episode's already kind of long. But we do have um, the one from. Do you want to uh, do, do Allie's fan yeah, faux pas? Yeah, I can pas? do Allie's. Okay. Um, hold on, let me just pull it's it up. It's a good one. Here we go. <laughs> it's like, it's an. Uh, she understood the assignment. Let's just say that. That's I what I commented. The, I saw the, the comment. Yeah. yeah, I was like, yes. Okay, so this is from Allie. Shout out, Allie. She's great. We always love getting Allie's comments because they always are just so real. So here we go. <laughs> Fan faux pas from Allie. First, I totally wrote this up a few days ago and sent it as an email to myself so I could copy and paste. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's that's what we like to see. Second, just wanted to say I really wish I could listen to you record this episode live because I have a lot of thoughts and want to be a part of your discussion. <laughs> um, it's a fun time. This is another one where I saw the movie first before I read the book. I actually enjoyed the movie, and when the book was available as a cheap deal for my Kindle, I downloaded it and read it. The book is great. It actually got me to read the Twilight series because I didn't have a huge desire to read it until this one. I'm not sure how you guys feel about the relationships, but I am here all day for Ian and Wanda. One thing I wish the movie did was in the book, uh, did that was in the book was when Wanda was telling Kyle and Sonny that she was going to leave as well after being taken out of Melanie 
And Ian walks in and just says, what the? And he takes Wanda to her room to confront her about leaving him. Then Melanie gave them some time to be alone. I enjoyed that so much more in the book. Also, anytime Jared and Ian had little tiffs about Melanie Wanda made me giggle. It really wasn't a love triangle, but it brought all the energy of a love triangle. As we said, it's more of a love square kind of shape. <laughs> um, one thing I'm glad the movie did was make the body they put Wanda in after Melanie was a little older. Because it really felt like the one in the book was way too young, so that was a little cringy. I would agree. I did like the age that they portrayed her on the screen. She still seemed and looked really young to me. That's just. But it was better. But she, yeah. Um, And then I'm not sure if this will be brought up, but I'm sure some people will have a problem that Ian tried to kill Wanda when they first met, but then started to love her. They probably can't let go of that, which I'm not going to defend that action. It was terrible, but I look at it as Ian was a product of his environment. He thought he had to fear the souls and that they will take them that he, they will take those close to him away from him. But as he learned more about Wanda and what the souls are, his opinion of them changed. As humans, we fear the things we don't understand. So once you understand something, you might not fear it as much. I feel the book is better, but I did still enjoy the movie. But again, that could be because I did see the movie first. Which is something we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Where if you've seen the if you see a movie before you read the book, I feel like you tend to like the movie more. Whereas if you've read the book first, the movie tends to just not be great in your opinion so well and i can i'm one of those horrible people that never read the harry potter books growing up i like i she's reading I like, them right now guys don't I jump am, on I her am. she's no, reading no, no, them no. now I she's am on now. she's on book five i think yes we just okay uh-huh. so my husband and i we listen to the harry potter books whenever we have to go on long road trips which is at least once or twice a year so we have just gotten through book four but i'm what i'm saying is like Yes, I have no problem with any of the movies mm-hmm. because I didn't read the books first. Um, but Brad, he read them. He would get them the morning of. He'd wake up at like 4 a.m., go to Walmart where they had them on like the big, you know, mm-hmm. like woods, like outside the store. He'd buy them. He read the sixth one in one day. Um, yeah. So he was he's, very. He's our kindred spirit. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. But he hated the sixth movie. He it's like so he's like, I almost walked out. Yeah. He's like, I almost walked out of that movie. Yeah. So I, that was just my little like, yes, if you if you see I the movie it. first, it, then you it. probably won't hate it as much if you haven't read the book first. Mm-hmm. So. But I'm, I'm reading them. And, Don't worry. And and we and, and like, I feel like we agree. I, and I've mentioned about the Ian thing too like i'm not anti ian and wanda i like their relationship and and i understand where ian was coming from with his fear and hatred yeah and i do believe that as you know you learn more things you can change your mind it's it's possible guys it's almost like it's almost like you learn more information about something and so because you learn more you can think differently and feel differently about it what um foreign concepts (laughs) i just get get really mad when people people are like you're a flip-flopper and i'm like or i just learned more about that subject and changed my mind like yes um my big thing is just that with how intense and strong his hatred was to the point yeah he tried to kill her like it Mm -hmm would not be like an immediate like oh and now i love you <laughs> yeah the movie was too quick on the flip flop too quick too yes. quick on the draw that was a, that was a progressive thing in the book but, yes good good points good thoughts thank you for sharing ali mm-hmm. we i know it's very well put and especially that tidbit at the end about fearing what we don't understand and all that very 
accurate. Um, Getting deep again. Not assumption. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Very accurate. Some observation. Insight. Insight. Observation. Both work of <laughs> of the human condition. Okay. <laughs> um, but I will say one thing that I've seen other like podcasts and stuff do. And so when she commented and mentioned, like, I wish this was when you were doing live. I know of, of other podcasts that will record live episodes with like a discord server so that they are like in real time interacting with listeners. And, you know, as a listener, you could kind of be more part of the, the conversation in real time and, um, I mean, if, if that's something that you'd be interested in, we could always figure out a way to do that because it would be fun. I've always thought it would be fun to have more of like a conversation with mm -hmm. with others pulled in. Um, that's why I'm here. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> we're getting <laughs> sick of each other. That's why. And so I know I, I mean, people will do it, you know, like as a Twitch stream mm -hmm. and then just, you know, use the Twitch chat or they'll just go live on like YouTube or Facebook or something and then use like a discord server or just the comments there to just have like a live interactive experience with their fans and listeners. So that's something that you'd be interested in participating in, like, cause it would be kind of pointless for us to do it if nobody was going to tune in live. That'd be awkward. And then nobody interacted, you know, and then it would have been like, well, why didn't we just do this at our normal time? And like, yeah, so if that's, that's something that's interesting and that you would participate in, let us know. Otherwise, age old question. Was the book better? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just just yes. Yes. Just not even a question. <laughs> like no hesitation. The book was way better. In this yeah. mm -hmm. Um I'd be curious to know if anybody thinks the movie's better. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine anybody thinking that, but there's probably somebody out there. I have not seen that movie since I left the theater angry. So <laughs> yeah. Kaylee's like, Kaylee was like, you got to watch this before we do this. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. No. Okay. Yeah, she texted me. She was like, do I have to watch it again? And I was like, you really should. Yeah. Like, just so that it's fresh. And she was like, gosh, dang it. Okay. Like, <laughs> so. So she did, and did. it was still bad. <laughs> like, rise, rise. I watched it again, changed. and I was. This is also my first time watching it since I first saw it when it came out, and I was just like, still not great. Like, mm -mm. still bothers me in a lot of ways. Like, so, yeah, it's. Well, that was Stephanie Myers, the host. Yeah. We will be doing a mini sode. Our mini sode next week. We're going to be talking about the many adaptations of Dr. Seuss's The Grinch in kind of a little bit of a preparation for our Christmas special episode where we we will be talking about The Grinch. But we can't possibly compare the book to all of it at all of its adaptations in one go. So we'll kind of talk about the adaptations that we aren't going to in the main episode in our mini so next week. Um Taylor, have we decided which adaptation, which version we are going to use as the main one? Nope. You should do the Jim Carrey one. No. Jim I Carrey. feel like no. the Jim Carrey one is the main one. No. Is I, like the... I refuse to watch that one. I hate have it with a passion. Have you ever seen it before? 
I hate it. Oh. Have you even seen? Have you seen it Have before? Seen yes, it? I've seen it multiple times. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't um, like. I don't I like it. Jim Carrey in that Grinch costume. It gives me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's why. Okay, then close your eyes. <laughs> just listen to the movie. It's really funny. <laughs> Maybe we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll put up a poll. Go over to our Instagram stories. Mm. I'm going to put up a poll to see what one people want us to talk about. And if people okay. want us to talk about that one, we will talk about that one. But I'm really hoping they pick a different one. <laughs> I'll know. vote from all of my Instagram accounts. <laughs> this one, this one, this one. <laughs> Make new ones. You're like, okay, I've got 10 accounts now, yeah. but I win. Like, <laughs> um, So go over there and vote for uh, so yeah, what Grinch you want us to talk about in depth. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so yeah, that's what you can expect the next couple of weeks. Also, please don't forget to let us know your suggestions and recommendations for what you'd want to do on, um, what you want us to put on our next reading calendar, just because time is flying by. And with the Christmas season, I know we're going to be busy as well as everybody else. Um, so we'd like to get that done sooner rather than later. And um, just thank you to Holly for joining yeah, us today. Thanks, Holly. And oh, thanks for having me. It's been putting fun. forth your insights. And um, I don't know. I think it's fun having another person to. to, to I, f I feel like in a lot of episodes, Taylor and I almost morph into the same person. So <laughs> we are we, sisters. Our interests align really well. Very frequently, our opinions on like the movies adaptations are like exactly the same kind of thing. So it's kind of refreshing to just have, I think, like a third uh, insight. So mm -hmm. we'll we'll do this just from time to time. It, it won't be like a super frequent occurrence where we have a guest host, just because again, as Holly can probably attest, it's not like the easiest thing to like figure out if the you're logistics. not regularly recording a podcast, like setting everything up and finding the program and a microphone. We will see and if this, this works. Stuff. Like, so, um, no, but thank you for joining us, Holly. This was fun. And yeah, thank, thank you, fun. Taylor, for being willing to record out of your car. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how what the audio is. It sounds fine right yeah, now. It doesn't, so. Yeah, it sounds fine right now. Fingers crossed. Yep. But um, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, please consider rating and leaving uh, like a comment and a rating on iTunes or um, or on Google. If those are your it's platforms not, that you choose iTunes, to listen Apple to. Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. It's I, there's a same iTunes brand. hasn't been a thing for a I, while. I use Spotify. <laughs> iTunes is still it's a thing. It's just called music now. Yeah, it's just Apple oh, it's Music just Apple, music. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I use Spotify, so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, please consider, yeah, giving us a rating, and we'd appreciate that. And okay. we hope you have a great week. And don't forget to read. <laughs> <laughs>